What is going on, guys? Welcome back for episode 14 of The Fade. A lot has happened in the past couple days with free agency and this offseason. Big news. After seven seasons, Ezekiel Elliott has been cut from the Dallas Cowboys. They gave him that $90 million contract a few years ago, like two or three years ago. And it just hasn't it panned out, but ultimately they see something in Tony Pollard that most Cowboys are seeing. I mean, I love Zeke as a running back. I didn't like him with Dallas, but, I mean, I always rooted for him. I thought he was a beast. What do you guys think? Where does this lead? Where is he going to end up? I'm thinking he's going to end up in Buffalo for some odd reason. Buffalo's a good one for him, man. That's um, that's actually what I was thinking. And as a Cowboy, I don't – or I'm not a Cowboys fan, obviously, but as a Cowboys fan, I don't think you can really hate on Ezekiel Elliott because of just how much he's done there. You know what I mean? You've, you took him super high overall. He's paid him his money. He's, he was never a disappointment in Dallas. You know what I mean? His time's just coming to an end. Like, running backs nowadays don't last. They start to break down, I guess when they're in their late 20s, going into their early 30s almost. So it's just his time ended in Dallas, I feel like. I don't think it. it's just a – you can't really pay a guy like that when you have Tony Pollard. You know what I mean? You have this guy that is really starting to pan out for you. He's starting to become that every down back that you guys want. He's being – Tony Pollard's very consistent. So, yeah, I think he's also younger than Zeke. So you obviously want to pay the younger running back. Um, I think it was a good decision by Dallas all around. Um, hats off to Zeke, though. I hope you do go somewhere where I can root for you. Like Buffalo, I like rooting for Buffalo. I like Josh Allen. It would be cool to see him there. Um, yeah, that's all I have on him. Um, See, I think the Cowboys, they're just trying to get rid of all that cap space that he was eating up. Obviously, Zeke, he's the last couple of years, he's gotten injured a couple of times. You know his legs might be given out a little bit, but he's still he's still a quality running back. Like he's still a top fifteen running back in my opinion. Uh, but the, you know the last couple of years, as Tony Pollard has gotten uh, introduced more into the offense, uh, he's his potential is going up and Zeke's is going down. So I think Dallas is just seeing that, and they just you know they made a move to to free up space and. It, it does suck for for Cowboys fans though, because he was, he's I'd probably say he's a top two top two or three running back in their franchise history. I think he's their third all time leading rusher. Yeah, in seven in seven years too only. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he he he's a beast, dude. That's sad. I think you just have that with Pollard. It was a change of pace. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like from Dallas's offense, you have Tony Pollard, fresh legs, fast, at more, way more agile. Uh, with Zeke Elliott, dude, he, I think like six of his or eight of his rushing touchdowns came within two yards this season, and the other like four four of them came. His longest touchdown this season was fourteen yards. I think someone was saying he hasn't had a twenty yard rushing touchdown in two years. So he's the guy though that you want like on the goal he's line. He's the right one that you want on the goal line, right? Yeah, like inside well, the five. Well, the only thing really that fell off of his game that I saw was his explosiveness. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. like the big, big time plays, the big, uh, big like breaking plays. You just don't really see that past year or two. Um, you know, you used to see him score three times a game, sometimes go go for 80 yard runs. You don't, you don't really see that much anymore out of him. 
truck people down. Yeah, but over over seven years, he had over ten thousand total yards as a cowboy. That's that's awesome. Yeah, he was he was uh, above Terrell Davis. Terrell Davis only played seven seasons, and Zeke had way more stat, better stats than him. Zeke just looked better. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, and that's a guy. Right when he came out, he gave Philly problems all the time, man. Eagles. He would he would find the end zone at least once. And he, yeah, he was problem. And especially when our linebackers. Especially when our linebackers were crap and we had like Duke Riley playing there and stuff. When he would hit the next level, man, it was like over. Like he was then getting those 20 to 30 mm-hmm. yard runs. Yeah, All the time. Shame. It's a shame, dude, because I, uh, with this season, you're seeing like the guys that like we grew up watching Brady leave and then the guys that came in as we were like still maturing at like 15, 16, 17. And all that, dude, it's just sad to see, like, all right, it's cool to see people in new jerseys and new teams, but it's sad to see it at the same time. And That's I know with like, with, like, Dallas fans, dude, you know, they a lot like the Poopos were always bitching anymore about Zeke. And they're like, oh, you know, keep Paul or trade Zeke. But all that guaranteed money, so. And you have guys like Micah Parsons, with, like you said, Lori, he's going to probably be the highest paid linebacker ever. Uh, that's, that's a big, that's a big, uh, guy you need to keep. That's someone that should be there. I like what they did with bringing Gilmore in for only a fifth overall or fifth, uh, round. And then they're, they're only paying him, I think Brandon was telling me, they're only paying him like 7.5 mil, which that's a former all pro former best yeah. in a league at one point, about yeah, two or three years ago. Think how much better that makes the Dallas secondary too, man. You also have Trayvon Diggs. Yeah, no, and that's and that's what I mean with another standout corner. With Diggs, that helps so much is because now Diggs doesn't have to just worry about going on to number one. Like Gilmore's cool with doing that. He can do it. He even showed last year with the Colts, man. He was willing to go and lock down these number ones. I forget what. We had some nice plays last year too, dude. I forget what team they played. It was the end zone. Oh. You got some Yeah, yeah, where KJ Hamler was throwing his hands up. Dude, mm-hmm. Z or uh G- Gilmore mm-hmm. proved in that game too that he can go and play with the best of them. He he's can. still he's still in my eyes, dude, a top like twelve corner. Uh, and bringing him then with Trayvon, that lets a lot of uh a lot off of Trayvon's shoulders. Now Trayvon can actually go there and boost himself up. Yeah, I feel like Trayvon, he won't have to, you know, try to be as aggressive as we know he mm-hmm. is. You know, he might play more of his more. They might play more of his own, like in 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 the sense where Trayvon isn't. He isn't trying to just be man on man. Right. You know I mean. Now, would you would you say that Trayvon is going to go line up on the number one most of the times, or do you think like Gilmore is going to play? Right side corner, Trayvon left, or vice versa, and then whoever goes outside, they got. I feel like they're they're more likely to do that, or one of them mm-hmm. they pick whichever side they yeah. pick. Basically, like what Slay and Bradbury do. I'll Slay exactly. on the left side, Bradbury's on the right. Exactly. Yeah. I'm very excited. I'm very deal. excited. To see once. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's a good. Uh, now Dallas is just becoming more scary. Like that's a scary sight to see. Cause they are man. 
Trayvon's good, dude. And like, I like Trayvon. I just think he's a ball hawk that he's going to get, get cooked on those double routes because he's too anxious to go and get that interception. Yeah, me too. He stopped that a lot. Uh, like this season, he played more, like more uh, strict, more professional. So it's gonna be it's gonna be uh good to see what happens there. A competition definitely with Devontae and AJ now that you know they don't have like Anthony Brown mm-hmm. worrying about him as a liability on the outside. So now like it's it's just gonna show what's Gilmore, 31, 32? I think he might be thirty two. Yeah, I think he's either thirty one or thirty two. So we're gonna see what that what that uh what happens with that. Going off of that, we're gonna go right into our team Philly. James Bradbury, huge re-signing, love it. Three years, 38, 20 mil of that guaranteed, six mil with incentives. I like that. I'm happy Bradbury's back. Second team all pro this season, awesome to see back. We're going to go and release Slay. Slay came back. Ultimately, I think we're in good hands here. If we can go and get CJ back, which I don't think that's really possible right now, uh, maybe drafting a cor- or drafting a safety or going and getting a veteran for cheap, you know, uh, maybe letting Kavon Wallace. He hasn't really proved much because I know Epps left, but we'll see what Kavon Wallace got. You know, I know he's a li- bad liability, you know, more just he didn't pan out to where we expected. Yeah, he really didn't. Guy now. Uh, how do you guys feel, though, about this with Bradbury coming back, Slay coming back? I thought Bradbury could have chased a bag, man, and got like 15 mil a year. So I see that he took that deal. Yeah, it's definitely is cool, man. You can tell that he wanted to stay and play with Philly. You know what I mean? Because like you said, he could have definitely chased a bigger bag. Um, And like with the whole Slay thing too, I don't think that Slay will – I don't think Slay will get a three-year contract. No way. But I do think the yearly salary is going to be very similar to the James Bradbury contract because – um, I think Slay was owed what seventeen mil. Yeah, well, there was no guaranteed with that, so that's why yeah. I'm thinking something was something was off when they let him go and like seek a trade. I feel right. like teams were like, you know, we're not. You played pretty good last season, uh, but I'm I'm wondering what what was it that teams just weren't willing to go and give him that full seventeen mil because of his age. I just yeah, I think it's his age, but if you, I really do think it's his age because if you look at. The stats, him him and Bradbury's stats are extremely similar, dude. Um, they both had three picks. They um Bradbury had 39 tackles, Darius Slay had 40. Slay had 14 passes deflected, Slay had or Bradbury had 17. Those stats are extremely similar. Um, and I think this scenario is gonna be similar play, similar contract. You know what I mean? Obviously not as long. Um, Slay, I think in the end, will just have maybe more guaranteed money just because he's older. He's a vet. You know what I mean? He's just a locker room guy. Because yeah. obviously Bradbury's contract isn't the most guaranteed money that you can get. So I think that the yearly salary is going to be very similar between those two. I just think that Slay is going to have more guaranteed money. But I like it. Yeah, I agree with you, Steve. I think, I think, I think Slay is going to get a contract similar to that, maybe around like you know, 12 million, 10 to 12 million. I would hope so. But uh, I'm, I'm glad they're bringing Slay back. Although it means CJ could probably, it's probably not going to be on the team. That, that That's all right. That's all right with me for, for keeping Slay. He's an all pro caliber dude. So, uh, but I think, I think the most underrated part of what the Eagles did was they brought their, they brought their, 
heart and soul back on both sides of the ball, Jason Kelsey and Brandon Graham. Yeah. Uh, you know, both of those dudes are just Philly. They're just Philly inside and out. And without them, you know, I don't – they're 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 the captains. They're the captains of the team. Brandon Graham, he, he just loves Philly. And uh, I don't think I, – I can't see him playing anywhere else other than Philly. And he was even saying he was getting bigger contracts. And that's the yeah. same thing that Fletcher Those called. I'm not – don't get me wrong, man. I love Fletcher, but – at the same time, dude, 10 mil, you know what I mean? I'm reading what the NFL analysts were giving us for that, and they're, they're like C-minus. I didn't like bringing Fletcher back. I I, I mean, Me yeah, we lost Hargrave, but, dude, that 10 mil could have been worked somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, would have put that 10 mil towards, a, towards C, bringing CJ even, back. Even you know a mean? younger guy, dude, at D-tackle. Yeah. Man, like, I mean, even you know, like last year. Picking up the Dominican Sue and Limbaugh Joseph for, for veteran minimums, dude. Mm-hmm. We could, we could have done that. We have Jordan Davis. Obviously, yeah. losing Javon Hargrave is, is tough. Yeah, that was tough, dude. Well, well you're I, not going to go and pay him. You're not. You couldn't pay him twenty mil as a D tackle. I love him, dude. Don't get me wrong. He was an absolute unit. But it was just there was no no way to work that for him, and it's sad, dude, because. He loves Philly, dude. He even said, man, it was some of the best uh, years of his life. It's just sad, dude, to see a guy who had so much of an impact walk, obviously, and especially to San Fran, dude. Like, we're going to have a rivalry with San Fran for the next coming years. Mm-hmm. It's BS, dude. I, I thought that was a little messed up move. But, I mean, dude, you're going to go and provide for your family, you know, and yeah, you're going to go to a winning culture and organization. San Fran, they got they got some cap on that on that D line. Yeah, yeah. they got some big time money there. So. Yeah, yeah, Bosa, Armstead. Yeah, well, I seen uh, Armstead. He's supposed to restructure his contract. Yeah, I saw that I'd too. Assume, I'd assume so. I'd assume so. Yeah. He hasn't been playing like up to standards. Yeah, I like though. I liked Graham though, man. That's awesome. Six mil only, and he had eleven sacks. Now, like Fletcher Cox, dude, he hasn't he, he had what seven, six or seven sacks, which boosted him up. They cut him last offseason too. And then they brought him back. But I mean, dude, when you're also when you're also in your thirties, man, and you know time's ticking what your career, you're not gonna want to go and pan out and like honestly, dude, who was offering him the money? Mm-hmm. You know, crappy teams, dude, you know, so I don't think necessarily he was going to go and get a bag from a winning organization because most winning organizations already have already have these cap casualties already that they're just limited on cap room. Besides San Fran, which I don't know how they were able to pay all that money, but and then Boston Scott comes back. Jason Kelsey, though, what you said, Ethan, I'm very happy to have him back. Now, dude, being the highest paid center in the league was that right? I think he deserves it, yes. Don't get me wrong. I thought he would have probably came back team-friendly, like 10 mil. But, I mean, it is what it is, dude. You get your heart and soul. The guy's going to go and play through injury. He's going to boost that. Cam Jurgens now to say Amalu's leaving. Cam Jurgens then moves from behind Kelsey to play guard. Good yeah. to develop him, get him some reps in the I like NFL. I like and Rash- what about – how do you guys feel about the Rashad Penny? I like that, man, because he, he took a cheap deal and now Philly has their power back. You know what I mean? So 
He, he just six, six yards a carry. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. He just needs to get his – he's kind of injury prone, I guess you would say. But, oh, yeah. Yeah, if he can get that situation under wraps, dude, he just needs to be pointed in the right direction. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I like that signing. I really do because we have three running backs now um, that we could switch between for less money that we could have put in the Sanders. You know what I mean? So that's that's always good. You know what I mean? You want to have more guys than, instead of having one guy that is iffy because, you know, Miles Sanders had – he had a great year. Don't get me wrong. I love Miles Sanders. Mm-hmm. But he also had that year behind the best offensive line in football. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? I think Penny, his physique is perfect for what the Eagles are. Me too. I like it a lot. He's a bigger back compared to Gainwell and, like, Boston Scott, Mm. who they they re-signed. I think for him to be the number one would be good. And like you said, Lori, he he just has to stay healthy. That's the only thing. I think think he will, dude. I think we're going to be bringing back the three running back system again. I I think last year we didn't. I think we didn't really work the three running back system because they wanted to see what Sanders got. And I don't think they were prepared that Sanders was going to get this career season and that they were going to be like, all right, be our number one, get the, get, do the dirty work for us. And then we can sign you to a cheap deal because you don't have ultimately the best season. Yeah. Sanders went out and played great, man. He did. He did. To him. Good luck in Carolina. Yeah, I think, I think he'll be good there. Another reason, like that—that's a good point that you brought up, Luke, with the how the Eagles mostly ran Miles Sanders most of the year. Yeah, and I think in the playoffs we saw them kind of switch more to the three running back system. Mm-hmm. That at that point they already knew Sanders was gonna—he was gonna be making more going. Than yeah, he was gonna go out there anyways and test the market. So the, I think that that was their plan the whole time. Yeah, they wanted to see what they still had with Gainwell, and Gainwell's rookie season was pretty awesome, man. He did. Yeah, it was. You know, I was high. On, I'm high on Kenny Gainwell. It's just he's now he's a smaller type too. back. He's a smaller type back now, mm-hmm. and that's the thing is, is he's not going to be your every three down back. But there's guys like Rashad Penny, Boston Scott. I hope, I hope, and this isn't underrated pick for me i hope trey trey sermon can somehow climb into the depth chart because i i do like trey sermon from when we got him from san fran off waivers i really hope we can get utilize trey sermon to his full potential i think there's a lot to go off of with trey sermon and i think he'll be good mm-hmm. yeah but well, I, I was i always hear you say good stuff about trey sermon high yeah. playing time yeah, definitely. He played. He played good the one game he came in. But yeah. going off that, let's go to let's switch over to Tampa Bay. My guy Baker Mayfield, love Baker, man. I called this a couple weeks ago. I said Baker Mayfield probably to Tampa Bay. Fills that void now. They do have that veteran quarterback. This is Baker's last chance. Don't get me wrong. There, this is it. This is a hit or miss here with Baker. You have you have the lineup around you with. Russell Gage, Mike Evans, Godwin, Rashad White in the backfield. You have a pretty solid offensive line. They didn't do too good with Brady last season. Brady was getting the ball out quick. But this is it for Baker, and you have a good defense there too. So, I mean, it's not just going to be that offense. So, do you guys like this signing here with Baker Mayfield? Because I think the NFC South is wide open for anyone to win this. And I think the Bucks just need that quarterback now, and Baker has that spark. So, 
Yeah, yeah, like you said, dude, I'm pretty high on Baker. And um, I haven't always been pretty high on Baker, but last season when he had that nice drive with the Rams, I loved it. I loved watching it. Like you said, he has that spark. Um, His career stats aren't bad either, dude. He has 16,000 career yards, which is good. His QBR is an 86.5, which is pretty good to me. You know what I mean? You take this quarterback on the contracts a year, it's worth up to, what, eight and a half mil? Yeah. yeah, That's a steal. To yeah, me, that's four, an absolute four steal. Mil up front. Four mil, yeah, four mil up front, dude. That is an absolute steal. This kid was a 2018 first round or first overall pick. My bad. Um, and you know, you look at the quarterbacks from his draft class, dude. What? Where's Josh Rosen doing nothing? Yeah. Yeah. Sam Darnold doing nothing. Lamar obviously seeking a higher pay. Josh Allen already paid. It's just. There, my bad if somebody was calling me. It's just there's a lot that goes into it for Baker Mayfield. There's a lot that rides on this year for Baker. You know what I mean? He can't not have a good year. Mm. Can't not have a good year. Yeah, this it's, is it for a starter. Yeah, for Baker Mayfield. You know what I mean? It's either you're a starter in this league or you're not. Yeah. And honestly, I think Baker's going to have a good year. You know what I mean? Oh, I he think, knows, man. He knows. I yeah. think, yeah, I think after this year, dude, Baker's in that talk in the big money conversation. Just like Lamar is, just like Josh Allen is, just like some of these quarterbacks are from his draft class. You know what I mean? Because like I said, you can't forget this kid was the number one overall pick. He has potential. He just He's another one that just needs to be pointed in the right direction, Baker. Mm. That's all. That's all it is. Yeah. And just Cleveland, the system didn't work out for him. With Baker, around. With, with Baker, I'm concerned. I'm concerned that he falls into the trap again, like he did with the Browns, where he was he was not throwing to his guy, where he was just trying to do it all himself, and he ended up making mistakes, looking stupid sometimes. Yeah, and I'm all, I'm all, I'm worried about that line too because. The Bucks, they were last in the NFL in rushing yards last year. They, and that's their, what I mean, yeah. The rush attack was awful. And, I mean, they they were down or at least in a close game most of the times where they had to throw, and obviously you have Brady. But at the same time, they, they did not look good on the ground. And I think Baker needs a good run game to get himself going. Because he always had Chubb. Yeah, and Kareem Hunt as well. Yeah. So, like, it can't be all Baker. But 2020, if we ever see 2020 Baker again, he will be a starting quarterback. Yeah. He was he was phenomenal in 2020. He was, dude. And you, you think of this receiving core that Baker is going to have around him too, like Luke said, and Russell Gage, Mike Evans. Um, There's just a lot, man. If what's-his-name Godwin could get his injuries under wrap, he's another one that's an absolute stud, man. He was um, – for a long time, I think it was two years ago, Godwin was the number two receiver in fantasy football. He's another one that could also be very good. These are all wep- major, major weapons for Baker Mayfield to utilize, and I'm high on Baker. I can't wait to see him play it in Tampa. See, the only reason that I'm doubting Baker is because when he was with the Browns, he had a great all-around team. They had the top ten defense. He had Odell, and he had Jarvis Landry. But he didn't look to Odell. That's what I'm worried about yeah. with Mike Evans now. Is is he going to be? It felt, it, felt, it felt like Odell wasn't even like a number one wide receiver there. Yeah. No, and that's why Odell was mad and stuff. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? He, he wasn't getting the targets. And I'm worried about, all right, when Baker had no one with the Rams, right, besides Van Jefferson, 
why I think he played so good was because he was able then, he's like, all right, I don't have to worry about getting this guy's 10 targets. I don't have to worry about them. You know what I mean? It's just, all right, let me play ball. I felt like with Cleveland, he was more focused on, man, I need to be looking at Odell. I need to get Jarvis this and that. You know what I mean? And then ultimately it didn't pan out. And I don't think Baker is going to, even if he has that good of a season, I don't think he's going to go and get top-notch dollars. I think like he'll be in the $20 million contract ranges, if anything. I don't think he'll exceed 30 mil like he did with Cleveland. But, I mean, I'm rooting for him. I'm in his corner here. I think Baker has all the tools right now. Like, this is it. You know, you don't don't get this very often to where you have thousand-yard receivers for the last nine years with Mike Evans, multiple Pro Bowls with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, this is this is it. This is now or never for Baker Mayfield, and he's in a division too. That what 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 did Tampa win that at seven and seven and ten? I think they're eight, eight and nine. nine. So that's what I mean. Like this division is all of them are all rebuilding besides Tampa, basically. You know what I mean? Like New and New Orleans in a way. Yeah. You know what I mean? New Orleans still has everyone, so it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a, a battle between Tampa and New Orleans. Because Derek Carter is going to go and prove himself. He has to. I think. I think. I think Carolina could have a shot as well. But yeah, that, it, that, it all depends how the rookie QB works out there. Yeah. Didn't Jamal Williams just go to the Saints? Yeah, I think they're. I think yeah. they're worrying about Alvin Kamara. I was just going to say that. Then what does this mean for the whole Kamara situation, man? It's not. That's looking like trouble. Yeah, I think, and they signed Jamal only. Uh, Three he years took a nice deal, yeah. yeah four uh-huh. million a year, and he just led the league. In led Russia. the league in tutties, yeah. Um, now Winston, where do they go with that? Is he just all right? I'll mainly just be a backup because he just signed one year, eight mil. He didn't go and test the market. Yeah, I thought Winston was going to go to the Bucks. I thought he was going to go back. I, I thought that made the most sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Bucks, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what. What's going to go on with him now? He, uh, he's obviously not going to start over Derek Carr. No. So, I guess he's just a backup now. Yeah. It's kind of and, Yeah, no, and, and the thing is, is I think it was last offseason, he had that LASIK eye surgery, and he's like, I'm not going to be throwing interceptions anymore. And then ultimately, dude, he wasn't winning games. Uh, he was wasn't just playing good, you know what I mean. And there, and he got injured. That's what happened. He got injured, and then Dalton came in. Dalton had that little spark in him. So I don't know what happens, dude. I I think I think we'll be we'll be seeing the end of uh, Jameis Winston starting unless like Derek Carr goes down. Mm-hmm. I think Derek Carr can have a horrible season, and they're gonna play it through with him regardless. Yeah, yeah me but too. they have that's another team, dude. They have Olave. And now they have Mike Thomas who's coming back. And Mike Thomas hasn't played. He played, what, one game last season, if that? He played like three or four. Maybe. Yeah, now he's – yeah, and then he hurt his, his toe or his foot. Yeah. Now he's fully healthy, dude. And he instead of getting paid that 60 – because he had that 60 mil. They kept restructuring his contract to make mm-hmm. it every year, every year. And then it sat there and they're like, oh, my God, 60 mil and cap hit, a cap hit. He signs now a one-year 10 mil, 15 max with incentives. So we'll see what happens with that. I think Mike Thomas needs to show out because he was the best wide receiver, what, two or three years ago? 
three years ago, yeah. Has to be healthy, man. Yeah. Ever since ever since he broke the record for most receptions in a year, he's been injured. We yeah. haven't been able to see his full potential. So it I was mean, also with Drew Brees that he did that with too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But he's he's still a great receiver. Right, right. Even this this year in the games he played, he was, you know, he was he was going over a hundred yards, having like seven eight receptions a game. Mm-hmm. So like he could do that. He just has to stay on the field, man. Now, going into that then, we're going to stay in the NFC South. The rebuilding Panthers, Miles Sanders, four years, 25 mil. Hayden Hurst, Hayden Hurst, I love Hayden Hurst. Three years, 21.7, uh, 13 guaranteed. Uh, they met what they signed Andy Dalton. I'm, I'm believing that's to uh, mentor a, a rookie QB. Then they got. Vaughn Bell, they met with Adam Thielen. Nothing that came about with that. I expect Adam Thielen to sign there, in all honesty. I think that he's probably seeing something good, and he wants to be a number one and get paid. Um, I think Carolina is in the start of their rebuild stage here. You know what I mean? They're trying to figure – they're kind of filling in all their needs. They have, Obviously, they have the first overall pick. Like you said with the Dalton thing, I'm kind of leaning towards C.J. Stroud now. Than I am Anthony Richardson just because I think that's what I think too. Yeah, yeah I kind of think that Andy Dalton would be a better mentor to CJ Stroud just because I don't think that Stroud's going to be much of a runner. I mean, he's a good runner, he is, but I don't think he's going to be as much of a runner in the NFL. You know what I mean? I think CJ Stroud pans out to be like, I mean, he's tall, I, maybe like a Justin Herbert type quarterback. Yeah. Um, CJ Stroud. I think that's the type of play style that we see out of him. And I think Andy Dalton would be a great mentor for him. You know what and, I mean? And, there, and, and that's what I'm reading right now is McCown is their Josh McCown's their QB coach. And he's saying that uh, he's very on his podcast. He was talking very high about CJ Stroud. So I can see that happening. You know what I mean? I, I think that if your QB coach, once that guy, they're going to go and get and have the number one overall yeah. pick. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. That's what McCown, McCown's saying. That's who they, he wants. Yeah. And this McCown saying that's who they want him to draft. In that case, like if the Panthers draft CJ Stroud, the one thing I'm worried about him is not having the targets to throw to. That, that, well, that's what I don't know. Out of Ohio State, he has, he has the best receiving core in the nation. Marvin Harrison Jr. Hands down. And the Panthers, they probably have the worst receiving core in the league. Yeah. With honestly. Visco Chanel. They have they have Shy Smith, uh, Terrence Marshall. Like yeah. I mean, honestly though, LaVisca Chanel, he could be decent. He was decent yeah, when he was in his early years in Jacksonville, but not as number one. Yeah. But he could be, he could be, like he could be okay. Receiver. Yeah, so that, that's that? what I'd be working out with, with Stroud. Is like not having no, to I have agree. Him. I agree. Yeah, I well, feel like that's I, what I'm reading is about McCown so high on him, and he's saying McCown's saying he's the best quarterback in this draft, and that he feels he can go and teach him more. Yes, yeah, so that's McCown. So if McCown's sitting there and he's your QB coach, that's what you want to do then. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I feel. I feel like yeah, I to pick up a, a veteran receiver. Hmm. Whoever, whoever they draft, honestly. 
And that, then I, what, I just I just feel with Anthony Richardson, it gives you that more of a Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. You know, so well, right, I, yeah. yeah. That's I why at first I think Richardson could like improvise better than mm-hmm. CJ Stroud. Right. You can use they more of that QB power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um going off of them, we're gonna go with Miami. Miami, how they got Jalen Ramsey. They just brought back now Jeff, both Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert. And they signed both of them two years, no more than six mil for each of them. I think that's good. I Jeff Wilson, I that like him. Good. And Raheem, dude, if Raheem gets started, he can be good. Mm-hmm. So what do you think with that? Do you like that signing? I like everything that Miami's doing right now. Honestly, they're – like I said last week, man, they're a team that is at getting towards the end of that rebuild stage now. You know what I mean? And they have money to fool around with. They're they just picked up Jalen Ramsey, the highest paid cornerback in the league. You know what I mean? On a ninety million dollar contract, like, and there's just so many other stars on this football team. They're going to be a major contender within two years, Miami. I guarantee it. I put all my money on it, and I like Tua, dude. I do a lot, but it's just if he can figure out a way to just not fall on his head as much as he does, he can be really good, man. He Like Tyreek Hill said, dude, he throws a very pretty football. And if you watch Tua play, man, he makes good decisions too. Like he will pan out if he can just take less head injuries somehow. And I watched I – some- I think they're ready, dude, to win this division. I think they are too, man. Like they're ready to rock, man. They have the coaching. They have the stability on each side of the ball. They just need their quarterback to not – get hurt as often yeah yeah i, I think that's I, why I, they yeah, like yeah the dolphins they're making a lot of moves I they're ready like, to go i feel like honestly they're more like sharks you know they're, they're creeping up yeah eventually they're just getting they're gonna pounce on it yeah. I, I feel like they're they might contend this year even but uh definitely definitely like this year or next year, they're they're gonna be they're gonna be pushing the Super Bowl. You know what's funny too? What this time last year, I remember when they traded for Tyreek, and everyone's like, "Whoa, why would Tyreek Hill go there?" Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Now, a year later, literally a year later, because this is around the time that he got traded in, everyone's like, "Whoa, Miami's a serious contender now." Like, you know what I mean? You know, ultimately, why he chose Miami? Tua. Because of taxes, it was between them or new or the Jets, and he said because. Oh, was uh, it? Yeah, there's too much taxes in New York, so they'll take too much out of his contract. Yeah, yeah, he said. He said that, but then eventually he went on a podcast and he was like, "It was between Miami or, or the Jets," and I ultimately took Miami because there's less taxes in Miami. And it's just a nice ass city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe too, dude. That that they have to. This is. This is a tough division, you know. Like, what if Aaron Rodgers comes there? The, I think the Patriots are going to start start creeping down, dude, and finishing last. We're seeing the era of of where Bill Belichick isn't having that dynasty anymore. Oh, and well, I can that, see it. Brady left. Yeah, it's it's a sad it's a sad uh, scenario, dude. They're not looking too good anymore. They didn't even make the playoffs. What the last two seasons? No. Nah, it's all right. They have enough. They have enough Super Bowls. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let them, let them Myers now too. 
for the next ten years, let them ride in ride in a uh, dog piss, dude. Honestly, <laughs> they just signed. They just signed Juju. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What did he get? Eleven million a year. Yeah. <laughs> to dance on other people's. Now, now that ain't gonna be happening anymore, dude. And in, in New England, that's the most strict organization you're going. Into. I despise Juju. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, I don't, <laughs> I don't think that's gonna be happening in there. They just signed um James Robinson too. That's a good sign. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, a really good. Very Wait, that's on. actually crazy because you think um Ramondre Stevenson had a great year. Mm. Uh, I see, I, I was when I saw, I was wondering what they're gonna do with Damian Harris because we, so we saw he's gonna get traded. Two, two years ago, Damian Harris was the number one, and then Ramondre Stevenson like slowly started coming in more. They started splitting carries then, like towards the end of last year, and then this year it was primarily primarily Stevenson as the number one. So I feel like they're gonna end up getting rid of Harris. And playing carries James Robinson. James Robinson probably be number two to Ramondre, but uh, he's more of a receiving back too anymore. They're saying that's what they're going to use him as is more of a receiving yeah. back. Yeah. Now, now when it comes to the Jets, what's going on here with Alan Lazard? I thought that was such a high contract. I think he only had like eight hundred receiving yards, but I yeah. mean that's good. But, I, I mean, he's an 11 mil a year. This is all Rodgers, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I don't even think he would be the number one in New York, honestly, even if Rodgers does go there because Garrett Wilson was just the offensive rookie of the year, man. This kid's going to be a stud in this league. And if Aaron Rodgers does go there, he's going to make Garrett Wilson into possibly the next Devontae Adams. Mm. I'm calling it right now, dude. He will make that kid an absolute monster. There's no way in hell. That Alan Lazard is the number one wide receiver in New York. Oh. Not a chance. He'll be he'll be like outside because they still have Corey Davis and Elijah. Yeah, Elijah Moore. I heard Elijah Moore is pissed off and that he wants to be traded now because he's seeing that he might not even be in a three role because Aaron Rodgers is telling uh the owners to go and pursue Odell. Mm-hmm. You know, like Elijah Moore is good, dude. Elijah Moore is good, he's still kind of young. Yeah, even before this past year, like even last year during the regular season, Elijah Moore wasn't happy. He wasn't getting the ball. Yeah. He wasn't. He wasn't getting targeted. But uh, I think, I think he'll definitely have to be moved because having him at having him at four, like he's not going to play. Yeah, I know. And and so he's only in his third year, so like now he now don't be surprised. Play. Don't be surprised if Elijah Moore becomes an eagle. I would, dude. I swear, Luke. I was just thinking that in my head when you said that. Like maybe he would become an eagle. Yeah, because, uh, dude, um, he's best friends. He's family. That's what they call each other with AJ Brown. Mm-hmm. So don't, 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 don't bank on him not getting traded and let AJ Brown work. Because I know, dude, that they're trying, they're trying right now to get to move Quez Watkins. I saw that. Yeah, he's gonna end up getting cut, I think. Yeah, they might just cut him, dude. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I like Quez, but dude, he's not a guy that, like, he'll have his one flashy moment, two flashy moments a season. He's not your hundred yard game receiver, which sucks. He doesn't have hands, man. He's he's so fast. Yeah, he, he runs good routes. 
He had that drop in the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, it's just his timing is not very good. Yeah, no, I'm. I mean, it is what it is. I'd be more happy getting Elijah Moore. Me keep, too. You can keep Quez and do it, and maybe even keep him as like a punt returner or something. But I mean, they they like Sposs and Scott with that and stupid, stupid ass. Uh, what what's his name? Covey. Britain Covey. Yeah. Get him a go, dude. He sucks. I mean, well, if they uh, even had like the same, the same, uh, like the same role as they did Zach Pascal this past year, if they brought Elijah Moore in, mm. I think I think that would work out because like Quez Watkins wasn't even like getting targeted really. No, got, like, it was Martin. all it was all Devonte, AJ, and Goddard. Yeah. Do you, do you think that they would maybe bring out a Thielen in? They're no. saying something about that. The guy no. getting towards the, the end of the career. We don't have the money. Take a short yeah. deal. I don't think he would really. Yeah, we don't have the money. We don't no, have the money know. to do that. But the thing is, is, is I'd like to see Zach Pascal come back because, dude, he's I more of that blocking. I like him. He's more of that blocking wide receiver, dude. He was really good with the screens. Like, if you had Devontae catch a screen, dude, he was good to block, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, going off that, we're going to go, since we're talking about the NFC East right now, the Giants trading for Darren Waller. That's huge, man. That's that's scary in the NFC East. Massive. They brought Sterling Shepard back. They got that Bobby Okereke from Indy for four years, 40, or four, yeah, four years, 40 mil. He's had 100-plus tackles in the past two seasons. Giants are Giants are looking like they're making some moves, especially with this Waller, man. I think was it, was it last week that I think it was me actually that said it that Darren Waller was a top three tight end. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. we were talking about the the core that Anthony Richardson I think we have and with the Raiders. Yeah, and now Darren Waller, we're Jalen Hurts is gonna see him twice a year. And you know and use I mean? and use no dude, Philly struggles when it comes to covering tight ends. It, they do big time. It's it time. And especially, dude, if we're losing like Kazir White, what, what, Edie? I said especially now after losing like TJ Edwards, and if we lose Kazir White, then that's that's going to be a bad matchup. Oh, I'm trusting Even if we lose trusting, CJ, uh, Kobe. Well, yeah, losing losing your safeties, dude, suck with yeah, that when it comes that's to that big too. Time. Yeah, it's not. It's not that. It's not looking good for Philly. Who's gonna cover Darren Waller? Reed Blankenship. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> honestly, we need to make a move was, at safety, dude. I was surprised, honestly, that the Giants did that because they just drafted that Bellinger last year. Yeah, and he, yeah. he, you know, he wasn't anything like like Darren Waller, but he was he was decent. Like he was mm-hmm. honestly their target, you know, because they don't really have any wide receivers. Yeah, so I was surprised. I was surprised they did that, but for only a fourth round pick, hell, I'll trade for Waller every day of the week. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. He's what I think he's thirty one though now, right? Yeah, he he is on the older side. For like, yeah, he's getting like, up there, but I mean, he's still productive. He was just injury prone last season. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I hope when it comes to Philly, dude, that he ain't just torching us. Me too. Going off that, we have stupid ass Matt Ryan getting released. <laughs> you know what I mean? What? Who retire, Matt? Matty Ice, you, 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 you know what I mean? Please, begging you, dude, just hang it up, man. I never was a fan of Matt Ryan, dude. But I mean, man, forty mil that they gave you last season to just insane. 
Yeah, they just shit the bed, you know? Like, what? Yeah. 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 He, came, he was supposed to be the cold savior after after Carson Wentz. Uh-huh. And he, he honestly played worse than Wentz there. Whose yeah. savior is he going to be now, dude? You know what I mean? Minshew. <laughs> Minshew and a rookie. Got signed to the Colts, so. It's going to be Minshew or that rookie, dude. Whoever they No, got. I mean, who's – Whose savior is Matt Ryan going to be? You know what I mean? Where is he going to go next? Like, who? You know what I mean? Where is this going to pan out again for the second time? I think I think he'll be done unless they want to like, bring him to like the Commanders or something. Somewhere like that, dude. Oh, yeah. I would love for Hassan Reddick to just bully him twice a year. Yeah. Honestly, and this year, Nicobe Dean too, maybe coming up the middle a little bit. I would love to just see him get wrecked. Like you said, I'm not a fan of Matt Ryan. Cause I'm I'm wondering now, dude. Because who who do they have? Who do the commanders have? They just lost Heineke and Wentz. They have what? Sam Howell. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, I was reading all these. The draft. Last week, I was reading all these Lamar Jackson to the commanders. Or two weeks ago. So what what's uh, gonna happen uh, there? That would be scary. What'd you say, Edie? I doubt Lamar's gonna go there. I, uh, at least I, mean, this, I think Lamar's a Raven for this year. Yeah. yeah. Just, it's not worth it for anything to trade from now. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't, I I don't really know what matters are going to do at, at quarterback. Me either. It's. It, I think he might rock with Sam Howell, dude. I think that would be stupid. Yeah, I'm not high on Sam Howell, but I mean he played pretty well when he when he did go and play in there, step in. So. Somebody new is gonna end up buying that franchise, man. Yeah, yeah. They're they just got the offensive coordinator from uh Kansas City, whatever his name is, I forget. Eric something. But yeah, I mean, dude, he can turn it. Yeah, be out of me. He could turn that around. Going off that, what do you now we are talking about the commanders? What do you think here with Heineke going to Atlanta? I like that. Mm. Like, do you think he's going to start over there? I I think it's going to be a good competition. Yeah, I, and I think too. I think ultimately Ritter's going to fold. Me too. But yeah, I think they I, might start. They might start Desmond Ritter. See how he does for like the first like four games, and then bring in Heineke to try and save it. Like I said, that division's wide open, and Heineke. Don't get me wrong. I think Heineke can go and win that. I, think I I'm a I'm a Heineke fan, dude. Me too. He's a he's a winner. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then they signed Jesse Bates, four year sixty-four mil. That's huge. They One got Johnu Smith. Yeah, they got Johnu Smith for a seventh round. That's nothing to get Johnu Smith. But going I mean, he could still be decent though, Johnu Smith. You oh, know yeah, what I mean? Tennis, he was, Tennessee, he was yeah. another one. Yeah, me and you talked about it, I think, last night. Um, yeah, with Tennessee, he was pretty good, dude. It was just once he went to New England, they tried pairing him up with Hunter Henry, and John, who ultimately needs to be like the number one tight end if he wants to. Yeah, succeed. no, absolutely. I mean, I thought that was a good. I thought that was a a really good uh, pickup for them. I can't stand Hunter Henry. What do you What do you think, Ethan? I mean, we'll see what they do because he's behind Kyle Pitts. So. Oh yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll, I, I don't expect much out of Jonah Smith, kind of like the same role he was, he's been in with the Patriots. But I guess we'll see. Maybe they could utilize the two tight end system more. Mm. That's what I think they're going to do. I think they're going to utilize that a little bit more. 
I thought, see, I thought New England would have been good with doing that. You know what I mean? Because what Hernandez and Gronk, they were really good when they did that. And I thought the two tight end system would have worked in favor with when they signed both them the same offseason. I was like, wow, this is going to be an absolute, like, trouble. You know what I mean? But uh, going off that, then we got the Lions signing David Montgomery. I like that signing with Detroit. But then it ultimately makes me think. Where does this end? Where does this lead with with uh, Swift? Eth, your thoughts? What happens here with Swift? Um, with Swift, I think I I, I don't know if you can have Swift and Montgomery both because mm. uh, I mean I I uh, first of all I don't understand why the Lions went and got rid of Jamal Williams to pick up David Montgomery who had less yards than him and literally half the touchdowns as yeah. Jamal. and Jamal Williams is getting paid less than David Montgomery. Obviously David Montgomery is a beast, don't get me wrong. He's a good mm. running back. He's solid, but I, I just I don't see why I don't, I don't really see why they did that. I, I, feel, so I, think, I feel like they'll have to move Swift and and he's so, going to ultimately want to be moved, man. He's the number one back. Like He's going to want to seek money, dude. That kid is mm-hmm. going to – he's going to be better this year than he was last year, man. He You can you can see the evolution in Swift. You know what I mean? You can see from the year he was drafted how much better he's getting every year. And I know Eddie's high on him too. Um, yeah, yeah I, I like Swift too, man. He shows flashes to me of like a, a, a young LaShawn McCoy. And I like seeing that type of mm-hmm. – running back in type of spark and a young running back. You know what I mean? Um, And he deserves that big payday, man. He's another one that deserves a big payday. Let him go seek that money, man. Just bring it. David Montgomery, like you said, is a good running back. You know what I mean? He's a stable running back. He's good for your team. So, yeah. I don't know. Let the kids seek his money. And that's, that's what I mean, dude. But I think it'll be a good – if they do work it, I think it'll be a good uh, duo. Even when Jamal Williams was there, Jamal Williams led the league in rushing touchdowns. But dude, they are getting him down at a one yard line. Yeah, and, and then just having him punch it in, right? Yeah, I mean, he did. I think he had over a thousand yards last season too, because there's points where Swift was hurt a few games. But I mean, that's ultimately. I think I think Swift's gonna go out there and be like, you know, if I'm not like your guy, then I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go elsewhere and be yeah. used how I should be and seek some money. Yeah, yeah, which I, I wouldn't like, I I wouldn't be opposed to him doing that. I feel like the Lions they see Swift as more of just a receiving back. Mm. Whereas he could definitely be a number one. Yeah. Even, even his rookie year, we saw him just go off on the ground and in the air. I feel like and he's just got better and better. You know what I mean? I think I think he started off great and he's Me too. No, me too. I just think he's still getting better though. Oh yeah, no doubt. No, he's he's a good running back, dude. He could easily be a Pro Bowl running back if given if given the opportunity. But like, all right, going off that, staying in the NFC North, what what happens here then with the Packers? Like with Jordan Love, is Jordan Love gonna do good? Do you think? Because I don't, I'm not. Like Brandon thinks that he is. I'm. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm high on Jordan Love, then I'm not because what he did in against Philly. But I'm like I told Brown, I'm like, dude, he was playing we were playing cover four. We were killing Green Bay when he came in. So I don't know, but I think he's had a lot of 
time to to uh, sit under Rogers, and I think he'll do, he'll do good. I mean, the weapons are there, AJ Dillon, and everything. So we'll see what Jordan Love. These guys yeah. got anything to throw with him? Because I know they got Romeo Dobbs and uh, Christian Watson. I love Christian Watson. They still got Robert Tunyon, Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon. A good, de- a pretty solid defense. Mm-hmm. I think this is like um, this is like a kind of thing where just like kind of with Trey Lance, a kid who's only played a certain amount of games, you kind of don't really know what he's gonna do. You know what I mean? I mean Trey Lance, his career has been held like opposed to like injury and stuff like that. Obviously, Jordan Love has been sitting behind Aaron Rodgers since he was drafted. But yeah, I think he could be um, a good quarterback for the Packers, man, because. Aaron Rodgers sat behind Brett Favre. You know what I mean? Aaron Rodgers is who he is now. Now maybe Jordan Love is the next one up for them, just like Rodgers was at that point. Yeah, they it, they have a lot of holes that they have to fill, but you're if you're going to get rid of Aaron Rodgers, you're going to be in a rebuild stage anyway. So do it now with this young guy. Let him prove what he has to prove and just rock with it. You know what I mean? They're not – I don't expect Green Bay to do anything for the next – especially losing Aaron Rodgers, I don't expect Green Bay to do anything for the next two, three years minimum. Not, at least not in, like, deep playoff contention. You know what I mean? I don't yeah, – I, I, don't, I don't think that would be deep playoffs. Well, technically, yeah. technically what you said, Steve. They didn't lose Aaron Rodgers yet. No, no, I know. That's what I mean. I, said, I mean, if they do lose Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Which that's uh, ultimately going to happen. Yeah, I'm just letting the people know it's not official yet. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder though, what kind of compensation do you think they're going to get? Like, I, I mean, I would, I would say, dude, they're going to get a lot of a lot for Rogers. Maybe Elijah Moore is going to be involved in that package. You know what I mean? We were just talking about him being traded. He's not happy with New York, so maybe he'll be involved in that package if they're not going to utilize him. Jordan maybe, a couple fir- maybe a couple first rounders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're getting first round picks for that, dude. They're getting first round. That's a back to back MVP. Yeah. Yeah. What they're do you think? Do you think they're going to be getting some first for them? Yeah, I think they'll get at least one first. And that I think what you said about Elijah Moore, that, that could definitely be a possibility because mm. for Jordan Love to succeed, he, he needs another weapon. Like, yeah. He just, Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs and Randall Cobb, but Randall Cobb might not even be there. Uh, he needs Randall Cobb's gonna Randall Cobb's gonna go to the Jets. Yeah, well, yeah. Once Aaron Rodgers does. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I think I, I hope that the Packers get uh, a guy like Jackson Smith and Jigba from mm. Ohio State. Oh yeah, I think that I think he would really work work well with Jordan Love there. Yeah, I, I, I see all the success. Like Jordan loves another one who has it who has it all out panned out around him. A good defense, some weapons, young weapons. We'll see what happens with that. Going to staying in the NFC North to wrap it up. Minnesota. They started to they started the offseason with negative cap room. I think it was like negative Nine mil. Uh, what do you think here? They signed Alexander Madison to a two-year seven mil. I'm hearing reports that Dalvin Cooks might be getting traded. Don't know how true that is. I don't think that's a good move by them, but if they want to save money, go ahead. 
they signed Marcus Davenport. Love Marcus Davenport from the Saints. One year, 13 mil. Good. So they have a good DN, good D tackle right there with Davenport. And then Byron Murphy, two years, young corner, two years, 22 mil. I like that. Yeah, I like Byron Murphy a lot. He just doesn't – we'll see what happens with him. What do you um, – you like the moves? Yeah, I do, man. And like you said about the the whole Dalvin Cook thing, I don't think that would be a very good move. But then I do think it kind of would be because you you need to save up for Justin Jefferson, man. This kid, the generational talent, Um, you need to look forward – into the league and like we were I mean not in the league you need to look forward into the future and not I mean like we were saying before with running backs getting up there in age and their late 20s going into their early 30s this is when you're going to start to see guys fall off Dalvin Cook's creeping into his late 20s right now you know what I mean so it might be a good time to trade him while he still has that spark and the elusiveness and get a good package for him before he falls off you know what I mean and um, you just need to you need to pay Justin Jefferson. You have oh, to. That, that's why that's why all these cuts are coming. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You have it's to pay this he, kid. Is because he's gonna get that. He's gonna get the most money ever given to a wide receiver. I was just about to say that, dude. Like how we said earlier with Micah, we think that he's gonna be the highest paid linebacker ever. Justin Jefferson's gonna be the highest paid wide receiver in NFL history. He will. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think cutting Dalvin would be the. A smart move. I think Dalvin, I feel like, is like Zeke kind of. Or like Todd, like a guy like Todd Gurley. Or he gets injured a couple times and his prime shortens to only a couple years. And we've already seen him, like this year, kind of decrease in production that we've seen in the past couple of years. So I feel like a guy like Alexander Madison, he's proved he could come in fill in when Dalvin's injured or just as the second running back, and he can mm. perform just as well as him. Uh, in terms of their other signings, I like I like Byron Murphy. That's a good signing. They definitely need help in the secondary. Since uh, Pat Pewell left. Yeah, they were one of the worst, uh, worst defenses in the league last year. Mm. Uh they don't have much cap space to work with. I think they actually have like the least amount of cap space in the NFL. Uh, so Mar- Marcus Davenport getting 13 though, I thought it was kind of a lot, but he is a good player. So we'll see. We'll see if that defense can improve this year. Yeah, and it's only one year. You know what I mean? And I think they just lost uh, Davin Dalvin Tomlinson too, so they have to rebolster in there. But we'll wrap that up. Uh, episode 14 of the fade is complete off season's almost done. We're going to be coming around with next week with the final things that happen in the off season. Uh, April is the draft, but we're going to keep going and just talking about moves that are being made. Thank you all for tuning in to buzz talk sports to fade.